What's up, everybody? This is Jeff Sintel here with DogNation.com. Wednesday night, hope everybody's doing well around Atlanta, Georgia, wherever you guys are from right now. Let me know where you're chiming in from, what you're checking out. As always, this is the Before the Hedges program brought to you by those good folks at Kroger. Kroger has everything you need. Get in on that click list business, in and out. I know if everybody's busy like the Centel clan is, you gotta, you gotta drive up to that Kroger, you gotta get your list, you gotta pull in, in and out, kind of like a NASCAR pit crew. That's what everybody's trying to do. But then again, it is Wednesday night and that means Dog Nation Before the Hedges time. You saw the tease on tonight's show. We're gonna have a very busy show, but our anchor piece of content for tonight's show is a Dog Nation conversation with five-star running back Travion Henderson out of Hopewell, Virginia. A lot to unpack here with that young man's story. Big things to learn about him and his decision plans. Um, right off the top, uh, I wanna tell you, very busy show tonight. We've got, we've got the conversation with Travion Henderson that's so big, we broke it up into two parts. We're gonna go Travion Henderson half, first half. We're gonna go the top targets. Top targets also considered. We're gonna go um, Travion Henderson interview part two. We're gonna take your questions. After we take your questions, we're going to get into a conversation with the newest Georgia Bulldog commitment. That's Elbert County's Marlon Dean. I traveled up to Elbert County on Monday of this week. Got a good little segment coming up with Marlon Dean as well. After that, we're going to have your online chatter. And in between all that, we're going to try to take your questions and comments and everything else. But before we get started, I got a, I got a riff here a little bit. This is what we're going to call ad lib. My, my five-star producer behind the glass Connor rally doesn't even know this is coming but something to think about here with all this coronavirus stuff you guys have been following your social feeds uh the websites national sports websites i think it broke maybe about an hour ago um where the ncaa basketball tournament is going to be held inside kind of a closed television studio as the way i'll look at it that means no fans just essential staff and limited family. You hear all sorts of repercussions, like is the Mercedes-Benz Stadium gonna be a big enough venue for that, for that facility anymore? But how it means, what it means for recruiting is all of a sudden, April was scheduled to be a big month. There's a report dropping that Michigan is now canceled its spring game. Uh, that means that a great recruiting opportunity to bring kids in, uh, that's gonna be lost by the Wolverines. I expect a lot of Big Ten schools to follow suit. Um, that also means, you know, there was also another report coming out of Michigan this afternoon that their coaches are going to not be allowed to conduct off-campus recruiting activities. That means when they can go visit in April once the dead periods open up. Remember, April was going to be a big month for a lot of prospects to go check out these schools on their official visits. Be very interesting to see the recruiting implications and everything that comes back and forth with everything like that. If schools even SEC schools are not allowing unofficial visitors, official visitors over the next two or three months. It's going to basically wind the clock back to what it was like with recruiting before those spring official visits were going to happen. And it's going to probably slow down the timelines of a lot of the biggest recruits in the country that were planning a, that were planning a smattering of visits going forward. One of those, one of those recruits that was planning to make a lot of moves over the month of April, the month of March, was five-star running back Travion Henderson out of Hopewell, Virginia. Um, we had, like we said earlier at the top of our show, we're going to have 
two segments with Travion Henderson. Good interview. We tried to chop it up into two segments. The first one's a good introduction to Travion Henderson, where he's kind of looking at with his recruiting. He's ranked as the nation's number two running back on the 24-7 sports composite, but the number one running back and the number 11 overall prospect for 2021 on 24-7 sports. That's the pure 24 sports ranking. Without further ado, let's hear from Travion Henderson right now, and you guys get to see these gobs and gobs of highlights. Check it out. What do you think it is you're looking for in a school? If you had to put together the ingredients of what's going to be the building blocks of your decision, what are the things you got to see? Uh, it all just, oh, snap. So, like, relationship with coaches is important because it helps you build trust. Because, like, trusting the coaches, it can be hard in this recruiting process because everybody's telling you the same thing. And, like, it's not just about football. It's about education. Life after football, things like that. That's what I'm looking for. So, like, most of these times, they're just talking about football. I'm like, damn, I, like, I got to go to school, too. I can't play football forever. My goal is to go to the NFL, but, still, I can't, I can't play in the NFL forever, especially at my position. So, like, that's all important. And then, like, a team who's like a family, things like that. What kind of grades you get, Trevion? Uh, I never got a B in high school yet. When was your last B? Uh, eighth grade when I was taking a high school class. What class was it? Science, I think. Do <laughs> you know your major in school, what you want to study? I'm looking at the business. Will you be able to enroll early? Yeah, I'm going to enroll early, too. That's why I'm going to commit, try to commit in the summer. Do you have a, a time frame or like a, a goal in mind, like a ballpark when you want to do it? Like commit? Yeah. I'm going to commit either um, in the summer or before the summer. You just want to get it done before your senior year? I'm, I'm, I'm ready to drop my top school soon, too. Mm. I already got him, but I'm, I'm going to just wait to drop him. Who did you uh, – you've got official visits planned for next month. Isn't it Texas and Oklahoma? Who do you have planned for next month already? Oklahoma, Texas, and then Michigan scheduled way back in uh, Ohio State. So you got four, four, you got four of the five figured out, huh? Yeah, yep. Who's in the running for the fifth one? Is it a bunch of schools? Uh, it, it all, it all the fish for real, for real. Like, the close schools, I can just go to them for an official visit. Yeah. Um, like, my last, my last visit is going to be one of my, when I drop my um, top schools, it's going to be one of my um, top schools. You going to go to a 10 or an 8? How many are you going to go down to? Uh, I think I got like, I got like nine, nine on there. Nine on there. How long, how long is it going to be before you drop that? A few more weeks? Yeah, I'm going to give it a couple of weeks, so I might just drop it. It, it all depends. I might just drop it earlier. Quick little things there with uh, Travion Henderson. You look at those touchdowns. You look at those bursts. He tells me uh, one of the things about Travion Henderson is he feels bad when any one man tackles him on their own, especially behind the line of scrimmage. That just means he didn't get the job done. Now we're going to have a second part of that conversation where he kind of shares a lot of his open thoughts about Georgia, how the Bulldogs are recruiting him, and what he likes best about the Bulldogs. 
That's going to come up in our next segment, but right now we're going to get to our top targets. It's a staple every week where we break down um, the guys that we feel have strong mutual interests. Georgia likes them. They like Georgia. There's a position fit. There's also a a sense of need where Georgia needs to restock the shelves at a certain position with the 2021 class. Um, We start every week at the top of our top targets list and then we count down to number one and folks this list got a little bit bigger there was a name I simply had to shoehorn in there the way things are kind of matriculating with that guy so we're going up to 13 for our top targets this week number 13 is Terrence Ferguson that's out of Peach County Uh, remember those back-to-back visits he took in January when he could go anywhere for his junior days that's a lineman that likes Georgia a lot he's always liked Georgia props to Terrence Ferguson because he's been a recruit that you needed to know his name if you're in my business back when he was a freshman and he's continued to get better his body kept changing his game get, game kept getting better Terrence Ferguson out of Peach County that's a Georgia born one of those homegrown prospects right there I think his best fit would be a guard tackle hybrid can do a lot of the things that Cade Mays used to do for Georgia play a bunch of positions I think that's where Terrence Ferguson would fit in um, lots of schools are after him he visited Alabama and Georgia uh, during uh, the during the open period where he can make he can make on-campus visits back in January Terrence Ferguson is there at number 13 on our list our number 12 guy on our top targets for this week is four-star cornerback Nyland Green. You see those down arrows there? That's because that they all got shifted down one because we moved another name into our top targets list. Um, Nyland Green's out of Covington, Georgia. Newton High School, he's a Ram. That's the same program which produced guys like Darnell Jeffries to Clemson, J.J. Holloman uh, to the University of Georgia. Um, everybody calls him Snoop. He's really long, got a big frame. Uh, you start wondering about what Georgia's going to do and who are their priorities in the 2021 class. I can see Georgia being a very strong contender there for Nyland, Nyland Green down the, down the home stretch, I guess, of his recruitment right there. Long, physical, really changed his body a lot over the last couple of years. He's also been a recruit. We've had our eyes on the 2021 class for quite some time. Nyland Green checking in at number 12 on our top targets list. Number 11 this week, moving up another lot, is four-star outside linebacker Quentin Somerville. Now he's out of Arizona, Suaro High School. That's the same program which produced Keely Ringo to the University of Georgia. I like his ball get off. I like the way he gets after it. He recently took an unofficial visit to USC to check out Southern California, the Trojans and that fine program right there. Remember, Georgia offered him in January. Then 16 days later, he took a visit to Georgia. He loved it. Plans to make multiple return trips to Georgia, including an official visit. Um, Watch and see what happens there, because I think Somerville's a guy that Georgia, you start looking about who's going to be an outside linebacker for Georgia in this class, who's going to be a strong side defensive end in this class. I can see a guy like Somerville being that that strong side uh, defensive end basically would be a be a five technique a set the edge guy i think that's the position that azizel ojalari will play a lot for georgia right now in his redshirt sophomore year quentin somerville out of suaro high school great family his older brother is actually already the wide receivers coach and the recruiting coordinator for new mexico uh, university new mexico state university so 
Quentin Somerville, Arizona. If we look right here so far, we go Georgia, Georgia, Arizona. What's the next name on the list at number 10? It is a big one, a doozy. That's the new addition to the list this week. That is five-star defensive tackle Mason Smith. He's out of Louisiana. Now, he, he was at the Rivals camp this past weekend. A lot of people spoke to him. Now, here's what I'm hearing on um, Mason Smith. Lots of people kind of thought that Mason Smith was Alabama, LSU, and it was going to be, it was going to be, you got to get your weight belt on, hike your britches up, roll up your sleeves, whatever metaphor you feel comfortable using right there. It was going to be darn tough to pull Mason Smith out of, out of, out of Louisiana. But if anybody could do it, maybe it was the Alabama Crimson Tide with what they did last year with Ishmael Shropshire, another another five-star level top defensive tackle that the Crimson Tide pulled away from LSU. Well, with with Mason Smith. I don't know and I don't feel, that based on all the information I'm hearing, I don't think that his top two is, is LSU and Alabama. I think that LSU is in there and that seems like the team that he's most comfortable with and who he's visited the most. But I think a school like Georgia or I think a school like Florida might actually make up that top ten or might not that top two. He might not even have a top two. He uh, might have a bunch of schools that he needs to see in, in March in April and in May to kind of figure out once he gets a good look at Georgia, once he gets a good look at Florida, to figure out who exactly are his top schools. Now, he told a lot of reporters at Rivals.com that Mason Smith said that Georgia was going to get an official visit. He needed to check out that school. Um, Trey Scott has been recruiting him here. And guys, when you want to talk about Mason Smith, lean in real close here. There's a lot of defensive tackles that came out of the state of Louisiana over the last few years, you got guys like Jacqueline Roy, you got guys like, um, um, you know, Philander Math, Fedarian Math, Mathis. Um, you keep going down the list of names. Gilroy, um, lots of guys that sign with LSU, but if you look at Mason Smith and what he brings to the table as a prospect, Mason Smith, and you'll see some video about on him later on in the show, might be the finest defensive tackle to come out of the state of Louisiana in quite some time. You start thinking about a lot of big names there, about those that have been coming out of that state. Now, Cortez Hankton is the recruiter of record there, um, a school to think about right there, but um, Trey Smith is also in the, in the mix right there. I mean, you've got um, Tyler Shelvin, you know, lots of guys that have been um, coming out of that um, coming out of that area, but man, there is a lot of a lot of guys to look about um, in terms of that. But number 10, Mason Smith. Everybody wants to know when these defensive tackles would start popping and when they would showing up on the top targets list right now. If you ask me, that is a guy that Georgia and everybody else in the country desperately wants. You know, he's a, a number two defensive tackle in the country. He's a top 15 prospect on everyone's boards. Mason Smith. He's so good, he's got an extra A in his first name. M-A-A-S-O-N, Smith. Um, name to think about there, especially when he takes his Georgia visit and how well the program can kind of move. He's out of Terrebonne High School. That's in Louisiana. Um, that's in Huma, Louisiana. Number 24 overall prospect, number two defensive tackle, 6'5", about 315. Got all the moves, got that grab bag of moves already. New name to the top targets, top 10. He's inside the top 10 tarp targets for 2021. That's a lot of T's there, a lot of alliteration. Mason Smith, start thinking about that name as a potential major target for Georgia in the 2021 class. Now moving down to number nine on our top targets list. That's a name you guys have seen quite a while. That's Dallas Turner out of Fort Lauderdale, Florida. 
Georgia and Florida seem like the schools have been recruiting him the hardest. He's an Under Armour All-American game commitment. Dallas Turner, who was the South Florida Defensive Player of the Year for Broward County by the Fort Lauderdale Sun Sentinel, had 15 sacks as a junior. He was at American Heritage last year as a junior. He's moved to St. Thomas Aquinas, another definitely strong program right there. Georgia and Dan Lanning have been recruiting him hard. He really likes what he saw uh, from the University of Georgia from his most recent visit. I would imagine Georgia right now is doing all it can to be in pretty good shape right there with Dallas Turner. Dallas Turner, going back to my conversations now, he's the guy, folks, that likes to bake cakes on the side. That's his side hustle. Red velvet cake, vanilla cake, uh, confetti cake, brownies. can bake it all up right there, but uh, that's a talent. He kind of self-taught himself there in the kitchen to be good at that. And, you know, I've started calling him, kind of kicking it around, calling him the chef. He can definitely put some heat on some quarterbacks, but Dallas Turner, outside linebacker. You look at linebacker, that's one of the crucial positions for Georgia in the 2021 class is they didn't, they only signed one outside linebacker, one linebacker total in Mikhail Sherman in their 2020 class. So who's it going to be? I think Georgia might go two inside linebackers in this class. I think they might go two or three or four outside linebackers in this class and maybe one of those outside linebackers could be a tweener that could play either inside or outside in the 2021 class so right there dallas turner out of fort lauderdale florida he's coming in at number nine on our top targets list number eight this week on our top targets list like i said we've got a new one this week we added another name it's now 13 on our top targets Mario Williams recently was named the number one overall receiver in the land by ESPN. He's out of Plant City, Florida, Plant High School, plays baseball, really likes the way Georgia, when he came in on his unofficial visit for a junior day in January, really likes how Georgia says he can put the ball in his hands, let him go make a play. He actually is good friends with Brock Vandegrift. Vandegrift's been recruiting him for quite some time. Uh, Mario Williams recently smacked a, dope, smacked a home run um, in the early baseball season there for Plant. He was on a state championship team for Plant in baseball. He wants to play both baseball and football um, at the next level in the SEC. And he's expecting that the next visit he takes to the University of Georgia to get to meet with the Georgia baseball program, the Diamond Dogs, and have a sit down with Coach Strickland about everything uh, in regard to that. So Mario Williams, I don't think Georgia's gonna go too too deep in the receiver core in the 2021 class. I think they might only get two, maybe the most three names, but the name that I've kind of circled right now is the top target at wide receiver for the University of Georgia is Mario Williams. I think he rates as the nation's number three overall prospect on the 24-7 sports composite for the uh, 2021 class. He's again out of the state of Florida. And again, you see Georgia, Keeping to go down into the state of Florida, you know, keep trying to do their best to make sure they can establish and maintain a foothold in that state. Mario Williams ranks as the nation's number 40 overall prospect and the number four overall receiver for the 2021 cycle. The next name, hey, you just heard is you just heard is some of the sound bites from Travion Henderson. You saw you heard the first part of our of our interview. Um, prior to uh, uh, the top targets. We're going to come back with the second half of our Travion Henderson conversation after we complete the top targets. But man, look at him go. I mean, this guy 
has the burners. I think he, he doesn't really have a 40 time, he told me. He, he, he got clocked, but they didn't give him an official time. What he does do is run the 55-meter indoor hurdles. He is a 3A state champion in that. I think his best time in the 55-millimeter indoor was 6.45 seconds. Uh, in, the, in the 55 meters, guys, that is very fast. Very fast young man, especially for a 5'11", 195-pound prospect. Um, Travion Henderson, number seven on our top targets list for this week. Number six, uh, we're looking at another name at the running back spot. Uh, num that's Evan Pryor. He's out of Amos A. Hugh High School, Cornelius, North Carolina. Was expecting to visit North Carolina, Ohio State, and Georgia this month. Um, was looking to ballpark his commitment sometime in early April, sometime in the month of April. Uh, Evan actually chased down a rumor today on his Twitter account where there was some speculation that he was going to make his commitment today. Uh, he said that was not the case. Evan Pryor seems like he's down to North Carolina, Georgia, and Ohio State. Um, and props to him because he's really trying to get really fast in his recruiting walk and make make these schools set the curve on his decision and not have his decision set by some other prospects curve or some other board where um, the top targets from the committable offers for all these elite programs among these elite backs they already fill up the allotment of backs that they need for the cycle Evan Pryor is trying to get his get his head in there in the a gap b gap between the tackles and get his spot secured with one of the marquee schools he's looking at right there Next name on the list, we go to number five, and this is a kind of a, a very strong five. You see this guy, Shmile Munden Jr. out of Paulden County, Dallas, Georgia. He's moving up on the list, 6'3", 218. We profiled him a couple weeks ago on Before the Hedges. You guys saw the video interview. It's still available on the Dog Nation YouTube channel, still available on dognation.com. But you see him there running a jet sweep. He's a triple jumper that wants to triple, that wants to kind of reach 48, 49 feet as a triple jumper. That would, he continually sets the school record there for Paulding County High School every season with what he does. Watch him crashing down on there. You play inside linebacker, outside linebacker. Georgia views him as an inside backer, even though he's rated as the nation's number one, number two or three overall linebacker for this cycle on the 24-7 sports uh, composite. Um, you've got Schmile Munden, another Bulldog in the state of Georgia for this 2021 class. Number four on our list, and this is the highest ranking number, non-five star on our list for consecutive weeks. Another Georgia boy, Barrett Carter out of Swanee, Georgia. Very interesting news with Barrett. Barrett just took a, uh, a visit to Clemson of late. Clemson is a major school in his decision. He also saw one of his buddies, Jordan Hancock, commit to Clemson today. Uh, those guys are really tight. They've taken all their recruiting visits together. They go to Georgia together a lot. They went to Auburn together for the Auburn-Georgia game last fall. They were up in uh, Clemson this weekend as well. But Jordan Hancock now going to be recruiting his bud, be recruiting his boy uh, Barrett Carter to try and join him in the 2021 Clemson class. And I think the name that I've been associating um, – I've been associating Barrett Carter with for maybe weeks and weeks, maybe dating back to our first stories about Barrett back in October, November of his junior year was Isaiah Simmons, the type of guy that can play all over the field, can hang him with receivers. Barrett Carter actually trains with receivers and DBs um, when he does his off, 
off the field uh, conditioning work, speed training and conditioning work. Barrett Carter is a guy that can play all three downs, very instinctive, very physical linebacker, um, very impressive young man in the 2021 class um, out of North Gwinnett High School. He remains in the top five top targets for Georgia for yet another week. Uh, number three on our list, James Williams. You see all the crystal balls lately that have been popping up for James Williams. Um, he's actually out of Plantation, Florida, moving back to American Heritage for his senior season. That's where he played his freshman and sophomore years, I believe. Um, James Williams is the nation's number one safety. He's almost 6'5". True safety, folks. You know, sometimes you read somewhere that he could play a linebacker. He could play in a lot of spots. He wants to be a safety, and goodness, James Williams is good enough to be able to call his shot and dictate where he wants to play, at least initially at the next level. He has true safety skills. He's got the ball skills, can come up and fill. Uh, James Williams has been a name to know for Georgia recruiting uh, for the last year and a half or so, two years or so. Definitely a priority, major target for the 2021 class. And, and um, James Williams, had, for several weeks out, several, several weeks, I think this is our seventh 7.0 version of our top targets list, and I think James Williams has been the number one spot for four or five of those in the uh, 2021 class. But James Williams, number three, another Bulldog target out of the state of Florida, and Georgia's been recruiting him heavily for quite some time. Number two on the list would be Amarius Mims. That's a Bleckley County High School. Uh, Bleckley County's in Cochran, Georgia. Uh, Five-star, that's really all you need to say, six, seven and a half. You see him, uh, he's taking some visits. I think he visited Auburn recently. He was at Auburn for a, uh, for a basketball game. Coach Kevin Steele and Coach Gus Malzahn spent a lot of time with him. He's a priority for everyone's class. Um, Amarius Mims, you look at him. Uh, Georgia fell behind with the transition from Sam Pittman to Matt Luke. Georgia quickly caught back up in the month of January as well. And you talk about the most desired targets. I bet if we ran a poll about who to, the fan base, who does Dog Nation most want to see in the 2021 class, I bet a lot of you good folks would probably vote Amarius Mims. Even though Georgia did great uh, picking up Broderick Jones and Chad Lindenberg and Devin Willick and Tate Ratledge as tackles in the 2021 cycle, you just got to have a guy like this in, in your class every year, especially a tackle, uh, especially a guy like Amarius Mims that could anchor the offensive line group and could probably be a true three and done prospect much much like Andrew Thomas was as well and much like what a guy like Broderick Jones I see being a three and done prospect at the University of Georgia as well and Marius Mims still this week the number two the number two uh, offensive tackle in the country but also the number two uh, name on Georgia's uh, dog nations uh, top targets list for the 2021 class as we show as, we, as that feature appears every week on Before the Hedges. And he's seen some climbing with his recruiting prospect status as well, at least by the evaluation and the ranking services. Uh, Marius Mims is now the number two offensive tackle in the country and the number eight overall prospect for the class of 2021. So that is a top 10 prospect now in the country. A Marius Mims right there, Alabama, LSU, Auburn, uh, he just visited Florida recently as well. I know that made my boy Brandon Adams very happy, but he's, he's checking it out. He's doing the tour, doing his due diligence, doing his research to check out and see what everybody has to offer right now. Be very interesting to see when he gets back to Georgia and if he's back to Georgia for G-Day on April the 18th 
or as we kind of stated in the open of our show, if there will even be a G-Day in April 18th anymore as well. But number two on our top targets list, that is Amarius Mims. Number one, folks, it's the same number one we had last week. That is Tony Grimes out of Virginia Beach, Virginia. Uh, Tony Grimes is uh, great grades, great off the field makeup. Uh, he visited Georgia in January and Georgia went from maybe number 13, number 14 on his list uh, out of Virginia Beach, Virginia to a top school. Georgia's gonna get an official visit. Um, he wants to make his decision known on December the 1st of 2020. That's a, net, that's a date he just kind of arbitrarily plucked out of there. Nation's number one corner, nation's number seven overall prospect for the 2021 cycle. And wouldn't it be something if those Georgia Bulldogs can start staking a flag for being DBU, but if they could add the number one cornerback in the country in 2020 in Keely Ringo, and then come right back again in the 2021 cycle and add the nation's number one cornerback as well. Um, Tony Grimes plays all over the field for uh, Princess Anne High School. That's in Virginia Beach, Virginia. Love that we were able to kind of detail what he's like off the field. You've got to read that story on dognation.com. It's one that I always think of when, I, when the name Tony Grimes comes to mind. It's not those lockdown plays. It's not even the, the box jumps of 55, 52 inches with a weighted vest. Um, it's the story where he saw a homeless lady, which what he appeared to believe that was hanging out around their practice field one day, and he brought a food plate uh, out to her, brought her a coat, brought her some money. Um, there's a homeless lady that basically sits around the practice field and watches his high school team perform and get ready each week, and he makes a point every week to call to, to bring a food plate during the pregame meal that his team has, bring it out to her, have something nice to say, to have a kind word to say, and uh, she calls him guts. That's what Tony Grimes said. The young lady, that the, 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 the woman in question here, the homeless lady, the lady that he believes to be a homeless person, that she calls him guts because he had the uh, fortitude to bring out a food plate to a homeless person. And uh, just kind of think about that. And one of the things that Tony Grimes does, he, he's established a, a ministry or a nonprofit in his hometown where they they they. they raise money, they raise, um, they kind of accumulate goods and services, and then they go out um, sharing food and feeding the homeless in their community. And really, Tony Grimes kind of bird dogs at all. They're driving around and he notices people during the week or as the months go by, and he, may, he knows the spots, his father told me, to, where, uh, to figure out where, where to find the homeless folks and the people that need that help the most. So you like to see that when a young man is that highly rated, but is also thinking about doing something for others and giving back to his community at the same time. There's your top targets list. Now let's quickly look at the uh, other names to consider. It continues to grow every week. Um, let's take a look at it. We got a couple slides here. Now I think one of the things I could have done this week is start kind of pairing some names back. You see Maliki, Ma Maliki Matabo, uh, Matavao, excuse me, Matavao, uh, that's the uh, tight end out of Nevada. We wrote about him on Dog Nation this week. They call him Big Mo. Great, great story there with uh, uh, Matavayo. He His team started out 0-5. They rebounded. They knocked off a team in the semifinals in Bishop Gorman that had won 10 consecutive state titles on the way to winning their school's first state championship in school history. Uh, you see Micah Morris there. He had some news coming soon. Uh, new name this week is uh, Keats Orchard. 
outside linebacker Damian Robinson. Uh, we'll have a highlight. We'll have a clip from him later on in the show. But uh, Mr. Robinson is another player out of the state of Maryland, really highly athletic linebacker. I think he's the nation's number two or number three outside linebacker. You see Xavier Sori right there recently established his top ten, included Georgia in that. Five-star cornerback Jaquincy McKinstry. Quincy McKinstry is out of Pinson Valley High School in Pinson, Alabama, the same program which produced Bo Nix, sent Bo Nix to Auburn. Clemson, Georgia, Auburn, Alabama would seem like the principals there. Uh, Javari Ritzy out of Glenn, North Carolina. He's teammates with uh, Renaria Dilworth right there. Five-star running back Will Shipley. Uh, that's out of Matthews, North Carolina. Clemson, Notre Dame. Those are some schools Georgia would have to beat out for that. Jaden Thomas out of Pace Academy. Everybody knows his name and how well they prepare their athletes at Pace Academy. Georgia's been Georgia's been watching Jaden Thomas as a potential wide receiver in the 2021 class for quite some time. Other names to know, we've got another slide prepared for you guys. Um, Brock Bowers, I think that the story we wrote this week on dognation.com establishes uh, Maliki Matabau as the number one target for Todd Hartley in the class, but there's also Brock Bowers out of Napa, California. Corey Collier, that's Collier, that's a safety type in the 2021 class out of the uh, Miami area. Donovan Edwards, that's another running back. Donovan Edwards really likes Michigan. He's out of Michigan, uh, Ohio State. Those schools are in there. Notre Dame is in there with Donovan Edwards as well. Georgia's trying to recruit him as well. When Edwards visited Georgia in January, he came along with Evan Pryor. Isaiah Johnson, former five-star from the Atlanta area, he's out of West Virginia. Elijah Judy, that guy's out of uh, Pennsylvania, another Philadelphia area uh, type target um, out of Northeast High School. Looking for him to take his official visit. If Georgia's still in the business of uh, allowing official visits in the month of April, I'd expect that to happen. Cody Brown, another fantastic student out of Parkview High School. Chaz Chambliss is out of Carrollton. Raniaria Dilworth out of North Carolina. He's basically down to North Carolina, South Carolina, Alabama, and Georgia. Just took a big visit to Alabama. Looked like he really liked that a lot. So I would, I would probably ascertain that the big schools to watch there are Georgia, Alabama, and North Carolina for Raniaria Dilworth. Uh, Four-star wide receiver Ajayi Hall plans to make his commitment later this month. I think he established a Final Four of uh, LSU, Alabama, Arizona State, and Georgia. Uh, Four-star defensive tackle Tim Keenan is another guy to consider there. He's told me that he's going to take as long as absolutely possible that it will take for him to make his college decision. He's been to visit the University of Alabama more than 30 times, but he did tell me that Scott Cochran to Georgia added a little bit more juice to the Bulldogs' um, profile for him. And he, 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 he's already established Georgia as one of his top schools as well. Tim Keenan is out of Birmingham, Alabama. I believe that's all of our slides for our top targets and our also names to know this week. And as we promised, we've got another, uh, the second part of our conversation with Travion Henderson. I want you to look at this film, listen to this conversation. There's going to be a lot of his Georgia-centric type thoughts and feelings about how he feels about the Bulldogs. He racked up 53 touchdowns during his junior season, and it certainly feels like every one of these guys, every one of those touchdowns guys is included on his junior highlight tape. That thing went over 15 minutes long. Um, check it out, Travion Henderson. Here's part two of our conversation with the nation's number two running back. Trevion, I got to ask you about, um, you're obviously one of the best running backs in the country, and that's who Georgia recruits. 
like I remember we spoke to you about I spoke to you about Georgia Future Fifty. You hadn't visited yet, I don't think. I think you took a visit in January to Georgia. How do you feel about Georgia, and then how did that visit change the way you looked at the Bulldogs? Uh, the visit, the visit was great. Uh, just seeing like, just seeing how he, how he played all his running backs. Like he don't believe in getting his running backs beat up. So a lot of running backs get touches, and a lot of running backs from there go to the NFL. And they're not just good on the football field; they're good. They got they got great academics too. I think the um, head coach he he, I think he um made it in the business. Yeah, he did. Something like that. He did. Yeah. So. Yeah, they're, they're, they're great academic, good football team. What do you think it is you like best about Georgia? What do I like best about Georgia? Yeah. Uh, it's the way they play. They play aggressive. They play aggressive. You visited what, in January? Uh, yeah, January, beginning of February. I forgot which one. That, was that your first visit to Georgia, or had you been there before? That was my first visit. Wow. What, what, what do you think about right now when you think about that visit? Is there anything that sticks out from the trip? Oh, yeah. A lot of stuck out after that visit. Uh, yeah. Like, I, I, had, I had fun there. Like, like sometimes when I go to school, they don't be, like, that interesting. But Georgia, they definitely made it interesting. And I had fun. Would you say Georgia's in it for you? I mean, is that a school that jumped up your board a little bit? Oh, yeah, Georgia is definitely in my top schools. One of my top schools, Georgia. So I guess I they, think, I think my, when I drop my top, to, my top schools, I think it's going gonna, it's gonna to shock a lot of people. <laughs> in what way? Without giving away the specifics, how will it be shocking to people? Uh, just, just by the research I've done and stuff, uh, like, they're just going to see, like, most schools they expect to be on there, they'll see. <laughs> So I guess would that put Georgia in the running for that last official? Is that a school that's too close or not far away enough for the? I know everybody wants to use the officials for the long trips. Yeah, look, yeah. So like, like see, see if I end up end up committing to Georgia, like I'll take an official, use my last official for them during the season. So I'm going, I'm going to take another unofficial to Georgia. Mm. Do you know when that's going to be? I'm not sure yet. Uh, I just got to play the date. I'm going to be down there for like a couple of days. I'm going to stay down there for like a couple of days. That was another uh, good three minutes with there with Travion Henderson. Uh, 53 total touchdowns, over 3,000 all-purpose yards during his junior season. Now, uh, lots of things to pick up right there out of that conversation. We'll have a full report on dognation.com coming up soon that kind of encapsulates that entire conversation and also includes a couple moments, a couple things that you know we didn't include in that, uh, in that interview right now. But five-star running back Travion Henderson, definitely one of those top targets for Georgia in the uh, 2021 cycle. And uh, things to know about him, man. Did you hear that stuff about the grades, how he hasn't made a, a B? He's made nothing but A's in his high school. He wants to enroll early. Uh, Travion Henderson has, get this, folks, Official visit set up to uh, Texas, Ohio State, Oklahoma, and Michigan so far. He's got four figured out. The fifth one he's going to kind of leave a little silent. Um, he also wants to uh, make another visit to Georgia, and uh, he may potentially, if you guys heard that part, 
for instance, if he would commit to Georgia, he would save that last official visit to go visit his school of choice um, with the official visit, with his remaining official visit. And uh, he does have a list of top schools. He said he's got a top nine right now, and uh, he could drop it at any time. Sounds like he's going to wait a couple weeks, though, uh, to make that stuff known right there. But he also told us that when that top target that top nine this top schools list drops it's going to shock a lot of people because there are going to be a couple schools on there that maybe should have been on there with what everybody thought were going to be on there that are not going to be on there and then some schools that maybe um that everybody thought were going to be there were likely going to be on there as well so Travion Henderson another five-star running back Georgia definitely goes and finds the top running backs in the country Travion Henderson as you saw that film right there nation's number two uh, overall running back prospect on the composite, but the nation's number one overall running back for 24-7 sports. He is out of Hopewell, Virginia, and he is a state champion sprinter in the 55 meters in the Virginia High School League. Uh, now's the time. Uh, Connor, let's do this. We always try to give some pockets of questions for everybody on the show. Uh, let's maybe put three minutes on the board. And uh, anybody got some questions, anything you guys want to know, uh, hit me at them, and I will uh, definitely address them. Uh, Philip Sharp says he wants Henderson, but he doesn't feel like they're going to land him. Uh, uh, James Crump uh, makes the point that he hopes Will Shipley would go to Clemson. That would clear the way for Travion Henderson. Got to remember, Clemson already has Phil Moffa out of Grayson committed as a running back in that class. Um, Travion Henderson was actually being recruited by Clemson, at least initially, uh, for the longest part, as a safety and not as a pure running back. Uh, something to think about there. Uh, Ohio State, remember, Ohio State, Oklahoma, Texas, Michigan, those are the schools that he was planning on visiting, taking an official visit to. I don't know if Travion Henderson will now be able to take an official visit uh, to Michigan in the month of April because news that came out earlier this afternoon is that. Um, Michigan was going to be suspending a lot of on-campus and off-campus recruiting. They have uh, canceled their spring games. So uh, a lot of those good moments for the folks in Michigan and the big house to impress are kind of going to be taken away from the program uh, due to the coronavirus. Uh, James Crump's got a question. Uh, how many offensive linemen will Georgia take in this class? Well, I think the number might be four. I think that sounds like a really good number there. Uh, Georgia just also recently offered Dylan Fairchild out of uh, West Forsyth High School. That's a name to consider there as well. Um, you, you saw on that top targets list, there's, a, there's Micah Morris, there's Terrence Ferguson, there's a Marius Mims. Savion Bird, the five-star tackle out of Duncanville, Texas, is another name to think about there as well, along with um, a couple other names, uh, a couple other names in the 2021 class. Uh, Stephen Burton wants to know, will, will Georgia make Lanning the highest paid defensive coordinator to keep him? Well, Stephen, a lot of folks think that, um, you know, Lanning might be one and done. He might have one more season as Georgia's defensive coordinator because they feel he's that ready to take over a program and lead his own program. Uh, I think Lanning could do that. I certainly think he's qualified to do that. He's certainly shown the wares to do that, especially on the recruiting trail, especially leading the outside linebacker group and the defenses now at Georgia. But you got to think as well that there's going to be at least one member of that staff. Maybe it's Glenn Schumann. Maybe it's Dan Lanning that maybe just hangs around and loves the fact that he's competing for championships at the highest level with these great players. 
um, on Kirby Smart's staff the same way Coach Smart did on Nick Saban's staff as well. See what you guys had to say, have to say on YouTube. Um, uh, Christy, hey, good question, Christy. I think a lot of the talk right now is it seems with, with what a lot of the other schools in the SEC are doing. Um, I think that maybe the, the insider's consensus right now is they, we, want, we think it's not a matter of if, but when Georgia would cancel classes and, and re resort to online classes uh, for the rest of the semester, especially the par part about G-Day, what that will mean. Everybody knows that G-Day is just a chance to get one of your players hurt, but it's also a time to recruit and it's a time to show off your program. There came many G-Days under the Kirby Smart era where G-Day has made an impact in terms of wowing recruits. You think about the 2017 class, you think about Kendall Milton, um, although he wasn't there, but guys like Keely Ringo, um, other prospects like that that made it to Georgia for G-Day a year ago. How many big pieces of that 2020 class came to G-Day and saw it was rainy, weather wasn't great, it was a glorified scrimmage and still almost 50,000 people showed up and they knew who those recruits were. So I think that'll be very interesting how um, this serious issue here with the coronavirus and how it implicate, implicates all the walks of our lives, uh, our daily lives can kind of seep over into college football. Uh, we heard the news earlier today about the college basketball tournament being basically rendered a studio sport for this season where only essential staff and f limited family members will be allowed to attend. It certainly reduces the spectacle, uh, certainly, in response to this uh, pandemic, um, this issue uh, going across the world right now. All right, guys, those, those are a couple questions right now. And hey, one of the things I wanted to show you right now is I want to talk to you about Kroger and St. Patrick's Day. St. Patrick's Day is coming up on March 17th, and make sure you're wearing your green and eating your corned beef for St. Patrick's Day. Kroger has you covered for all your St. Patrick's Day needs. Corned beef brisket is now $3.99 per pound with your Kroger card. Also, don't forget your shamrock savings on all your on all your values and on your ales and values, including Killian and Guinness, right in time to celebrate. Um, Kroger, St. Patrick's Day coming up, and uh, how does everybody feel about corned beef uh, brisket? Is that one of your go-tos? Is that one of your staples for St. Patrick's Day? I, th I get the feeling that like St. Patrick's Day is mostly an Americanized holiday. I had a friend of mine that attended the St. Patrick's Day parade in Ireland, and they told me that a lot of Americans there, uh, not really as, as big a spectacle in Ireland as most might think. Uh, but anyway, Kroger, St. Patrick's Day. You got your corned beef brisket at $3.99, and they got all your favorite ales, including Guinness and Killian's, uh, there for everybody as well. And uh, there you have it. Next up, we got, I told you we had a busy show. Next thing I want to get to you guys is, hey, we have to have a sit-down conversation. Georgia had a commitment last Friday in Elbert County, uh, defensive tackle Marlon Dean. I traveled up to Elberton to visit with him recently. Check out what he had to say about his commitment, how strong is the commitment to Georgia, the trickeration that kind of went around with his uh, an edit and when he wanted to release his decision. Check it out right now on Before the Hedges. I don't know if I've ever heard anybody do an edit which gave it away and then committed the next day. Where did that come from? Uh, just having a little fun with it, just because I already committed, I'll just go have a little fun. So when I posted it, I was trying to give it away before I really posted the commit poster, uh -huh. but not that many people uh, really caught on to it. So like, I just kept on, I just really didn't even say anything until I really posted the picture. So you commit during the basketball game, but then the world knows on Friday. What, what, which one of those days feels like that you were a bulldog? Is it both days or did one of them feel like you were more a bulldog than the other? 
Oh, I say at the Georgia game, really sh like it really gave me the feeling like, all right, I'm a bulldog now. I really just told the coaches that I'm ready to come and play for Georgia. Uh -huh. And so like that day, that night, felt like I was a bulldog. But like after that, when I posted it, I felt like um, I'm really just in the world know now. I'm I'm a bulldog because I already know and my family already know. But now the whole world knows I'm a bulldog. Did Coach Scott tell you how many guys he wants for the defensive line? Did he? Did you? Did, were you offered as a as a three, a five, a D lineman, a D tackle? What were you offered as? Um, it's between D tackle and defensive end. But like he told me that he wanted defensive ends around about. 260, 265, and that's around about my range right now. So right now, just really trying to maintain that that figure and keep my speed up because that's what he said. He want he want linemen that he want defensive linemen that can run. And so like right now, just trying to keep that figure and get stronger. How solid is this commitment in your mind? Oh, uh, in my mind, it's a hundred percent fit. Right, like that's why I'm determined to go. <clears throat> and with it being, I'm not I'm not gonna like decommit or nothing because like. If I was going to decommit, I would have never chose Georgia so early. But like, because of Georgia so early, I feel like that's my home and that's where I needed to be. And for me to go on through my like football career, I feel like Georgia was the right spot to. Do you feel it was too early or do you feel it was the right time because that's where you wanted to be all along? Yeah, it, to me it felt like it was the right time because I had a lot of time to think, like plenty of time to think. And with me doing that, I felt like Georgia, that was right, right there. What's the biggest reason why you chose Georgia in your thing? Um, the family environment and how much time they was putting like putting into their players and stuff. Not just me, like looking like at the way they teach their players and stuff. I feel like yeah, this is this is home and this is where I continue to um, go forward in my football career. So you're from Bowman, Georgia. Uh, now there are two Bulldogs from Bowman, Georgia. Is there something in the water there? Or like, <laughs> where, where is this coming from? How this place is all of a sudden a pipeline to Bulldogs? <laughs> I don't know. It's just. It's just something about Bowman, like Bowman. That's what, like you know before, like Bowman. Bowman is like small town type atmosphere. So like everything that's in Bowman, everybody know about. So like when Miko had went on, it was like, oh, Marlon's going to Georgia because of Miko. I feel like I went to Georgia because I knew that there was a fit for me. And with Miko going, it was like, oh, that did give a little bit of flame to what I was thinking about. So when you. Uh you committed during the basketball game. So for everybody that thought Georgia lost that day, well, maybe they lost the basketball game, but they gained a football commitment. Can you just recreate that story about why you wanted to do it then and why it, why it made sense then? Um, all right, so before I had already talked to my mom and dad about going, and so like it was like, um, so this is kind of the perfect time since coaches go, co the coaches go be there, and like this is where I might be able to commit. And so like when I told my um, coach, Coach Scott, he was like, oh yeah, let's get it done, let's get it done. And um, my mama, she was standing right there, she was about to cry and all. And so I, like, he said, um, mama, your um, son's a bulldog now. And like that really gave like the, oh, he's really here now. He's really committed. He's really ready to start working and stuff. When you made the trip up to Athens, uh, did you know you were gonna commit that night? Yes, sir. You did? Um, yes, sir. And I guess, how far away is it from your door to Athens? Is it like 40 minutes? Yeah, 40, 30 minutes, ain't that far away. What motivates you, Marlon? Um, I'll say, well, my biggest motivation right now is like my grandpa, ever since he passed, like he told me, he said, the last conversation I had when he was like, uh, you, you keep going, he said, don't let me down. And so like, that just gave me more motivation to keep going and keep going. And I know that he looking down on me saying that uh, he probably his grandson and stuff. When did you lose him? Um, I lost him the 
the last week of January. And his birthday is January 1st. Wow. Yes, sir. So you lost him just recently? Yes, sir. So when you commit, are you thinking about him? Was he a Georgia fan? Do you think he'd be smiling down on Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Because, like, before he passed, like, he'd been working at the same job since he was 14. And he died when he was like, he died when he was 63. <clears throat> and so like ever since he's been going, like he's been showing people like, oh, my grandson going to Georgia and stuff like that. And like, he didn't know I had all the other offers. He just knew about Georgia. And so like me coming to Georgia, I felt like he was like, oh, he said, yeah, he's proud of his grandson and stuff like that. When you got the offer, what was the, can you remember the first time you had a conversation with him? What, what did he say when you said, man, I'm offered? What yeah. was the reaction? Uh, he, when, I first, when I first told him I offered him, um, he first thing he said was, did he look? Did they look at your grades? And I was like, yes, sir. He was like, that's good, cause he said, um, not always is always about talent. It's about what's in your head too, cause like he said, you gotta make smart decisions when you go up there. And I was, and that really gave me to like to think about it and stuff like that. And so like when I told him I got the offer, he was all, he was excited. He was excited also. And then after that, it was just he was just showing it off and stuff like that. So I knew he was excited um, by that. All right, guys, that was uh, about six minutes, good minutes with uh, Marlon Dean. Wanted to get you guys a good sense of him. Three-star defensive tackle right now in the 24-7 sports composite. I can see him moving up to a four-star defensive tackle as well. He's already 6'6", about 260 pounds. Um, Played a lot of uh, three technique, five technique for uh, Albert County High School, Elberton High School. Going to continue to keep growing. Travion Scott was a coach. Trey Scott was a big factor of influence there. And if you saw that neat little story there about how he he had an edit plan and his edit was kind of like the Easter egg that folks needed to see all along about his eventual decision. Kind of unorthodox. You don't see a lot of young people make a uh, release a top schools edit that basically gives the decision away for all you guys that can't wait to see or want to know who's going to commit, who's the next to commit, who's everything else to commit right there. Um, you know, Marlon Dean was actually having some fun with it. And then the very next day, he releases his commitment poster, he called it, to the University of Georgia out of Elbert County High School. Things to know there is he's from Bowman, Georgia, hometown of Miko Hardman Jr. as well. Now, McColl and Marlon both come from an uh, area of only about maybe two or 3,000 people. The fact that there are two Georgia Bulldogs that can come from that community says something about the type of football players are in Elberton. Also says something about uh, Mikol making an impact in his community because Marlon Dean said that uh, Mikol had been talking to him for quite some time about Georgia representing the G and what it would be like to play for Georgia. And now they can only see how a young man goes from Bowman to uh, Athens and then to the NFL. And he's making all of his dreams come true right there. So right now there are three commitments in the 2021 class. Marlon Dean was the third one on last Friday. And all those boys currently are from the state of Georgia. For everybody that wants to see a lot of those homegrowns, right now the tally is three from the state of Georgia, all three from the state of Georgia currently for Georgia's 2021 class. I'm getting this, uh, I'm getting this question a lot from a lot of you folks about, uh, do I think Georgia will end up with the number one class? Folks, this is kind of going to be my stock answer. As long as Kirby Smart is recruiting for the University of Georgia as its head coach, I think you can go ahead and pencil in Georgia as a one, two, or three school in every cycle because Georgia is going to recruit like no one's business and is going to recruit with the elite in the country under the leadership of Kirby Smart. I think he's been there. He didn't have a full cycle for 2016. He finished sixth. 2017, he finished third. 2018, Georgia finished first. 2019, Georgia finished second. Uh, 2020, Georgia finished first. 
I'm going to say Georgia's going to show up first, second, or third for all the cycles to come. And talent will never be, again, be the issue at the University of Georgia. See the way Georgia's recruiting folks now, as we said sometimes on the Dog Nation forum, that I think sometimes now it's more important to see the schools, see the recruits that Georgia has offered, and they're accepting commitments from that are not ranked among the top players in the country because that's somebody that the Bulldogs have found. Rankings be darned. They don't really pay attention to those, but that's a player that they bona fide feel is one of the top players in the nation who also fits the Georgia way and also fits a certain need for a certain position group at the University of Georgia. Uh, now let's move on to another popular segment. We call it online chatter. Just want to breeze through a bunch of things that maybe you guys didn't see over social media over the last few weeks um, to get a chance to check everything out. Let's start. Uh, this show's been about Travion Henderson. You saw him running on up and down the field on all those highlights. Check him out right here as he wins the Virginia State Championship. Here's his uh, championship run in the 55-meter indoors. Five eleven, about 195, wants to make his decision sometime over the summer. You guys heard a lot from Travion Henderson earlier in the show. Um, one of the guys that I wanted to bring to everyone's attention um, was a uh, recent offer by West Forsyth offensive lineman Dylan Fairchild. <clears throat> Check this out right here. Here's his offer. He's got the helmet. He visited Georgia last week, picks up the Georgia offer. I think he's going to end up one of the top um, – Offensive lineman in the country. He's a heavyweight state championship wrestler. A lot of wrestling coaches I know. I pulled some intel from a lot of sources. A lot of wrestling coaches I know feel that um, Dylan Fairchild was arguably the number one heavyweight in the in the state of Georgia this year. He won the state championship out of 7A. DJ Lundy, the Georgia target that eventually chose Florida State, also a name that comes up there as well among the football players that wrestle and play football. But Dylan Fairchild, you want to see how stout this young man is, check out this tweet from West Forsyth uh, Athletics. I think this is West Forsyth Strength and Conditioning right here. You see Dylan at the squat rack throwing up some weight. <laughs> Look at him right there. That's 500 pounds. Look at all those plates right there. He's doing a four set right there. A set of four. That's a good four set rep. Four rep set right there. Um, Dylan Fairchild, another guy who made our top targets to this league this week and one of our um, others to check out. It's an outside linebacker out of Graceville, Florida. That is Xavier Sori. He visited Georgia recently as well, visited Alabama as well. He established his top 10. Um, Georgia made the list right there. You see uh, <clears throat> Florida, South Carolina, Miami, Auburn, Alabama, Florida State, LSU, Clemson, Tennessee. That is certainly an SEC. ACC Southeast type footprint right there. <clears throat> Basketball player. Doesn't seem like he's going to go too far away from the state of Florida right there. He managed to get all three of the Florida schools in there as well. Next, uh, next um, online chatter I want to bring to your guys' mind is we mentioned Bear Carter, number four overall top target on our top targets list. Special football player. Got the mindset that's really wired to win right here. He visited Clemson over the weekend, and folks, Clemson is a contender for young Barrett Carter out of North Gwinnett High School. George is a school that recruits him heavily, has made him feel like a priority. He is very high on the board, but the same things can be said for Clemson. And Clemson now um, <laughs> has a staunch recruiter in um, uh, Jordan Hancock. Let's take a look at this tweet right here. Jordan Hancock, the defensive back 
All-American defensive back. His teammate, um, Barrett Carter's teammate, he committed to Clemson today. And what happens when Clemson gets a commitment? That means he's all in. That means it's over. I think we have to go back to the year 2015, I believe, or 2016 for the last time that Clemson ever had a decommitment. What happens when Clemson takes a commitment is they're done looking around at that position, and they want the young man to be done looking around at that position as well. I want to take you to this another feat of athleticism. Folks, you want to see the outside linebackers that Georgia's recruiting these days. I want you to take a look at here at Damian Robinson. He's out of Kent's Orchard in Maryland. That's Gaithersburg, Maryland. Rates is one of the top five outside linebackers in the country. Watch him right there. That is 59 inches right there on the box jump. That's an outside linebacker who had 18 sacks as a junior right there. Uh, got some bunny hops right there. Damian Robinson right now. I think that's one of the top targets for George at the inside, at the outside linebacker spot right there. Uh, <clears throat> Damian Robinson. If you guys saw our top targets earlier in the show, we debuted Mason Smith in our top targets this week at number 10. He's the five-star defensive tackle out of uh, Louisiana. Um, he tore it up at the Rivals Camp uh, down in Louisiana. Um, check him out right there. He considers himself to be the number one defensive tackle in the 2021 class. Look at the ball get off there. Sure, he comes off a little high, but he's got a grab bag of moves. Look at the hand fighting right there, how he, he gets the guys off of him and disengages from the block um, right there and is able to finish kind of like starting off with a bull rush move right there, but is able to finish strong towards the target right there. Mason Smith, you want a five-star defensive tackle in the 2021 class for the University of Georgia. That's a name to know right there. I think Florida's in it for him. I think LSU's in it for him. I think Georgia's in it for him. I think Alabama's in it for him. All the big boys, all the staple big, big programs right there, uh, he will have his choice of school right there. LSU has certainly made him a priority, and we all know how hard it is to pull somebody out of the state of Louisiana. Micah Morris uh, out of Camden County, been a big-time target for a lot of years. Um, he was set to make his decision known back in December. That was before all the um, turnover with a lot of the O-line coaches and coaches that have been recruiting him right there. About to name his final five. Look for him to take his official visits as well after that and try to make his way towards a decision right there. Is he a tackle? I think he's a tackle or guard. Mostly a right tackle, left, left, left tackle type for some programs. I think if he was to choose Georgia, he would be one of those hybrid guard tackles starting out with a preference with a lean towards the right tackle spot. Um, we also uh, recently profiled um, uh, Molokai Matabao on Dog Nation. He's the uh, nation's number four tight end out of Liberty High School in Nevada. He took a visit to uh, Oregon recently. Check out the pictures from there. Oklahoma's, Oregon is definitely recruiting him hard. You've got his top 10 right there. LSU, Tennessee, Penn State, UCLA. Uh, Georgia, Miami, Washington, Michigan, Ohio State, and Oregon. He just visited Oregon. I think we've got another tweet of his Oregon visit, but he says he plans multiple trips. He's planning a trip to Georgia from April the 15th to the 17th and also thinks he might come back after that. But uh, um, Maliki Matavao out of the, out of the uh, state of uh, Nevada. Interesting little uh, connection there with his dad. His dad, his grandfather was stationed uh, down at Fort Stewart. He was in the Army, and his, his dad actually grew up in the state of Georgia and played sports for Liberty County High School. So there's a little bit of a connection there with a young man coming all the way from Nevada. He's got some family roots there in the state of Georgia. I think we've got one more uh, tweet that I wanted to bring to your attention, guys, today, and that is uh, 
Carson Beck on spring break. He's working out with his quarterback trainer, Denny Thompson, right there. Um, looks like Carson definitely changed his body. Georgia, Scott Sinclair, Georgia's strength and conditioning group is doing what it should. Um, he's a lot more cut, a lot more able, spinning the ball very, very well. I think Carson is going to be a strong contender for that uh, number two uh, backup job right out of the box. He's going to check every physical tool. About six, four and a half. He's about 230 pounds. Very flexible. Got some twitch to be able to extend plays as well. Kind of like Joe Burrow did for um, LSU. Not the walk on water stuff, but the same type of athlete that Joe Burrow uh, looked like at LSU was the ability to escape and extend plays with some athleticism while also keeping his eyes downfield. And Carson Beck can certainly rip it as well. He can make every throw on the route tree. Um, there you have it, folks. There's your online chatter. And as promised, Connor, let's put another five minutes on the clock as we round out our Before the Hedges for tonight. Brought to you by Kroger. And I'm starting back in the YouTube pool because uh, Facebook got the first half of our Hurry Up and Q&A segment. So I want to come back to Facebook and um, address all the questions everybody has for that. Um, we see a lot of Georgia and Florida fans playing Family Feud right now in the feed. Um, but let me see... Uh, what you guys have to say about a uh, question. I think Hug Finn is trying to really uh, stir some things up on YouTube, and you didn't think I was going to mention you, did you, Hug Finn, because you're playing so nice with all the other folks in the YouTube sandbox right now. But I, I think you made a com comment earlier about how does Georgia sign all these classes but yet not finish up among the top schools. Well, I think Georgia perennially has finished as a top 10 program under Kirby Smart. Uh, 2017, 2018, 2019, uh, the last three seasons, Georgia has stayed inside the top 10 and stayed inside the top five. I think Georgia was the highest ranked two-loss team uh, in the last poll, the final poll for the 2019 season. Uh, and somehow Georgia, uh, as mighty as those Gators are, they've been a, Georgia has managed to fashion a three-game winning streak against Florida, and they have a chance to go for something they haven't done in quite some time, which would be four... Uh, four wins in a row. And I know there's a lot of momentum about Dan Mullen and those Gators, but I don't see that trend uh, reversing anytime soon. All right, Lou Dog, how are you? Hope you're doing great tonight. Um, trying to make sure uh, I check out some questions on, it seems, YouTube. Uh, Christy likes Marlon Dean. Yeah, Christy, Marlon Dean's a, a nice young man. Uh, I like that part about his grandfather as well. Get this, he told me his grandfather, uh, who recently passed away, uh, very sad to hear that he passed away in January, but his grandfather had the same job from age 14 to age 63. And one of the first things he, he said when he learned that Marlon got the Georgia offer his grandpa said, have they seen your grades? Because he wanted Georgia to check out his grades and know that he was taking care of his business in the classroom there as well. Um, and it said, uh, Marlon told me that uh, him committing to Georgia definitely uh, was something that would have made uh, his grandfather really, really proud. Andrew Hughes has a question on YouTube. He wants to know, how's Georgia doing in regard to the, the next big defensive lineman? Anyone that really stands out? I think Mason Smith is a, guy, is a guy to be targeted there right now. Tim Keenan 
um, out of Ramsey High School is one to think about there as well. Um, recently, uh, Georgia also extended an offer and had a great visit from a young man out of Gaffney, South Carolina, um, by the name of uh, I'm going to make sure to get it right. He's currently a three-star defensive tackle, but uh, Tyrion Ingram Dawkins out of Gaffney, South Carolina. He's a three-star defensive tackle, recently visited Georgia. Also have to mention Javari Ritzy out of Glenn High School in Glenn, North Carolina. Same program which produced, uh, which has produced Ranieri and Dilworth uh, as well in the major 2021 target as well. Those two guys are teammates right there as well. It's kind of the defensive line uh, look right now as that comes together. Really for the defensive line, Georgia wants to get these targets in camp, see how they work, see how they look on, on the hoof. See how they developed over the last six months from their junior film. And that's when Georgia starts really, unless it's obvious guys like a Trayvon Walker or a, a Jalen Carter, they want to see how their, their top choices develop and um, what they look like in June and how they work in camp as well. Let me move over to Facebook. Um, Drew Roman wants to know who's the one recruit that Georgia can't miss on this year. Well, I think the one they can't miss on, they've already gotten, that would be uh, Brock Vandegrift. They absolutely had to have an anchor quarterback in this class. Um, I would say that uh, the other names to think about right there are pretty simple. Barrett Carter, Amarius Mims, and uh, Shmile Munden as well, but also have to include the name James Williams as well. I think the moving pieces right now are who are going to be the outside linebackers in this class. Georgia definitely, it, to me, it feels like have more outside linebackers that want to join the program than they're going to have room for. Uh, running back is also going to be a, a, a tripping point in terms of which ones of all these elite programs. Everybody talks about dominoes and which dominoes will fall. Ohio State, Michigan, Notre Dame, Clemson, Georgia, Texas, Oklahoma, they're all, they're all looking for their elite running back as well. And there's a pool of about five or six names that everyone wants right there that you'll have to pay attention to. Uh, Charles Kaiser, I do think Georgia takes two running backs because Georgia very likely will lose two running backs after this cycle um, um, with potentially Zamir White and uh, James Cook moving on. Uh, Drew Roman, is there a chance Trey Hill moves to guard? I think the, I think the chance here, everybody's going to say, oh, no, he's the center. He was the center last year. I think Mac Luke's going to look at things a lot differently, especially with the formation of his offensive line, especially when Cedric Von Prawn Granger coming in a guy who I think can start as a freshman in the SEC. Georgia and Matt Luke's charge will be able to find a way to put the best five offensive linemen on the field. I can see Jamari Sawyer being your left tackle. Um, I can see you know, right tackle. Uh, who's that going to be? Is it Xavier Truss? Is it Warren McClendon? Um, you start looking at Georgia's potential lineup you've got. Where's Clay Webb going to fit? Where's Trey Webb going to fit? Where's Ben Cleveland going to fit? Uh, lots of potential plug-and-play pieces there for Georgia on the 2021 offensive line. And it'll be a very interesting spring practice seat to see everyone, where everyone slots out. But I do feel Javari Sawyer can anchor down either of the left tackle, right tackle positions for Georgia. And when it all said and done, I think Jamari Sawyer will be the best lineman for Georgia in, during the 2020 season. Mm, good question. Drew Roman wants to know who's the starting. Well, Drew, you're hot tonight, man. Uh, starting punt returner for... Uh, Game one, you know, I keep wanting to see. I keep wanting to see. Uh, I don't think Dominic Blaylock will be ready, but I keep wanting to see what um, a guy like James Cook could bring to the table as a punt returner. The other names to think about there: Kiaris Jackson. Um, George is going to bring in some electric targets like Lad McConkey, Arian Smith. Watch that Arian Smith fella right there. He's going to be the fastest bulldog that Kirby Smart has ever had. 
Um, that's the guy with a 10-2 uh, speed in the 100 right there. All right, guys. Um, I'm going to try to make sure I get through a lot of these questions. Sometimes after you see me scrolling back to make sure I get a lot of those. Uh, anyway, guys, it's been another great Wednesday night. Hope you guys were able to uh, hang out and get some of your questions answered. Sure, certainly hope you guys were able to learn something about Travion Henderson and his thoughts on Georgia in the 2021 class as an elite five-star running back. I think his skill set compares to some of the best uh, running backs Georgia has ever recruited with Dell McGee. You can throw him up there with DeAndre Swift. Um, I would say the best high school film I've ever seen that Georgia has been, uh, since Dell McGee has been recruiting for Georgia. I think Zamir White had the best high school film, but you see names like DeAndre Swift's film kind of fitting in there as well, and also what you see right now out of Travion Henderson as well. Kendall Milton, can't forget that name as well. Also some impressive film. Different ways Georgia can attack a defense with a lot of these backs, and Milton's up to about 227 pounds, looking very chiseled and cut, and I look for him to play his freshman year at around 230 pounds. I think that's where Georgia wants him. Uh, folks, I want to say once again, thank you for joining us on another edition of The Hedges. Uh, before the hedges on Dog Nation, we've got, uh, as, you, as, you, as you've come to know over the past few weeks, we're starting to move before the hedges. It's not only live on Twitter, live on YouTube, and live on Facebook, but then it is curated on Spotify. We have a Before the Hedges podcast. It's also available on Spotify and SoundCloud. It will eventually show up on the iOS, iTunes platform as well. Uh, big thanks to Connor Riley for all his efforts on that front. Big thanks to Connor for his help behind the glass, producing another Before the Hedges show for each and every one of you. Uh, guys, thanks again for joining us. Thanks to Kroger, that great partnership that allows us to bring you this content in a unique new medium like this. Think about St. Patty's Day. Have yourself a great week, and we'll see you later on the webpages of dognation.com. For more Dog Nation videos, check out youtube.com slash dognation.